Hey guys, first and foremost, as always, humbled, thankful for you listening to the podcast. Keep hitting me up on Twitter with feedback. Also, um, really excited about something. Over the last several months, it's become uh, very clear to me that the 4Ds product that VaynerMedia has, the one-day consulting session that's $10,000, that's really... kind of going after a business doing a million, maybe 500,000 to 20 million a year in revenue has been really working. We 60 to 70% of the businesses have had ridiculous uh, ROI from the session. And so now I'm rolling it out because it clearly works. So VaynerMedia is uh, super proud to present uh, uh, the four Ds, uh, the daily digital deep dive, GaryVEE.com slash four D the number 4D podcast, GaryVEE.com, 4D podcast, if you're ready to take your business to the next level. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Because we're going to be legends. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good, man. It's big baby. What's up, champ? How you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. What's up, man? Mike. Mike, how are you? You sit here for You guys get comfy. No worries, my guy. Yeah, no, How are you, man? I'm good, man. Good, man. Thanks for having me. Good, man. I was watching, I'm a big fight fan. I was watching a fight of yours one or two back and uh, just like went heavy into like Google and just was like reading all about you. Okay, okay. So when this came through, I was like, yes. You know, try, just so busy these days trying to like manage all my time. But yeah, yeah. as soon as I saw this, I was like, let's do it for sure. I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited about the next chapter, man. It's about to get interesting for you. Yeah, definitely. Because I really follow the sport, so oh, like yeah. over the next 18 months, it's all gonna play out. So it's gonna be interesting. That, uh, the, that undercard exposure was, that, that exposure you got that week before, were you on the undercard or the week before? No, it was the week before the Ortiz? It was, it was a month before, right? Correct. correct. Yeah, yeah, in Barkley, right? It yeah. Was, uh... That was good timing. That was like, I was watching like, like I've been watching from afar, like the awareness of you building up. Mm. And I feel like that last fight was the one that like people are like, okay, that guy's in the mix now. Like whoever wins those two guys, he'll like you know. Correct. I feel like you're right on the cusp now. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Is that what you guys feel too? Yes, totally. He's there, but also he just keeps winning fights. What's that? Oh, you mean people actually wanting to fight? Yeah, we're looking for guys to fight right now. I know who the fuck wants to fight you. Other, you know. You know? He doesn't have the name yet to make it worthwhile for someone. A hundred percent. I would. A hundred percent. To take a risk without a name. So it's like. It, it, when did you get into the fight game? For real? 14. 14 years old. Why did it happen? Kickboxer. Oh, oh he's kickboxer. 22 and 2 yeah, as a yeah. pro kickboxer, only losing to Mirko Krokop, who's like one of the best of all time. Yeah, closest in fights that I know I won. I love fighters, man. Yeah. You know, that second one. Fighters have never lost. The second one. <laughs> fighters have never lost. Anybody need it. It was a good fight. No, I mean, I mean. Why'd you transition just the up? You thought the cultural opportunity? Uh, you were yeah. getting bored, like with money, yeah, like no, no, I yeah. always loved martial arts and fighting ones, but you know, the money, I always yeah. wanted to be a boxer. Yeah. That kickboxing kind of been the forefront of where where I got my starting from. Yeah. And then when I finally had I got I got I got suspended and I didn't get to a fight with one of the senseis. So I didn't want to sit home and not do nothing. I got into the boxing, got to a boxing gym with broken greases. Got it. And just never left after that. And that was it. That was it. Just took over right right away. Fucking love it. Yeah. So So who are you? You're I'm just a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneur? Uh, or? I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I own a PR business, a modern PR business. Yeah. Meaning we get shit done. Yep. Um, and yeah, I probably introduced you to Arby Marcus last That's right. year. That's right. Uh, That's right. That's right. That's right. But I have a lot of people in my life that like they'll see that I know you, and every, everybody wants to know you. Everybody wants this this 15 minutes with Gary V. They want yeah. they want to pick your brain. 
It's so humbling. Yeah, it has to get. It's the best because I want to meet you too. I was like, yes, like I love. It's the honestly, it's it's the best, man. It's the best, the best because for me, when I go into this, I go in like in like a fight mode. I go into like. I'm just gonna give them everything I can give them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. which is why people want it, because I'm really, I got nothing, I don't want nothing, I want to give it. Mm -hmm. And I like it, and it's cool, it's fun, fun, especially like hip hop or boxing, like things that I really fuck with, then it's like triple fun, right? Mm -hmm. How can I help? But people say like, oh, Anna Kornikova wasn't that good. She was really fucking good. She was a top 40 player in the world. She was just beautiful, and like she focused on- She was so culturally relevant that it was hard, I couldn't agree more. Right. I, be, I believe in that the most. Right. Okay. So we're at a place where we are arguably like one of the best in the entire world at this right now. But right now, it's like how do we get our name, how did Jarrell get his name from, you know, a contender to the guy that is the, is the guy that's making the most noise. It's the guy I got a, I got a, like I, you have to I, fight him. I got a lot of ideas. First of all, boxing content culture on Instagram is a huge opportunity for you. Right? Like if, like if I open my Explore right now, basketball, boxing, right? Like I'm even sad at myself, I'm like why are all the pretty girls gone? Like am I like still not a dude? Like it's all just boxing, you know? Like I'm like, that's by the way, that's the biggest tell of who somebody is. Like if you really wanna know who the fuck you are, yeah I know who you are, you're a scum bucket. Like, like you know, like, like you can really figure yourself out real quick. I, so what do they have? All these boxing meme accounts, right? They're stuck because nobody is Anna Kornikoving it. All they got is clips. So one of the things you absolutely should do is we should map those 16 to 25 accounts and be like, yo, access, intro, like 24 seven on those 37 accounts when you're not even prepping for a fight. So you follow what I'm saying? 24 seven, even when you're not prepping for a fight, AKA documenting your life, this right now, on those box, they need content. There's only so many times you can show me the fucking Ricky Hatton got knocked out by Manny Pacquiao clip, yeah. right? There's only so many times you can show Wilder swinging wide, right? So, right? So I think you should hit up those accounts, hit them hard, and be like, "What would bring you value?" And then you got to chop him up. You got to chop yourself up with like, "Okay, I'm going to give this guy this story." Like, but but that's going to get you serious exposure mm-hmm. in the micro community. Mm-hmm. Comma next. We gotta reverse engineer you. What else do you fuck with? Music, what other sports? What, what else do you fuck with? We, it's just, it's honestly just doing what I, like me, people know I like the Jets, people know I like hip hop, people know like, like what else? So, you understand? Yep. You gotta work, exactly what you're doing now, you got it, you're already on the pieces, but now it's about where, like not letting, not overthinking it. People overthink where the attention is without understanding where it is. Mm-hmm. I would give a fuck about him way more right now if he did 37 different interviews with those meme accounts and they clipped it for one minute where he calls out this guy, he compares himself to that guy, mm-hmm. he talks about Michael Dokes in this, he talks about Mike Tyson's punch out in that, he talks about fucking, yeah, I'm showing yeah. you. Listen, I'm really about the sport, my guy. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, you DM Riddick Bo and be like, yo, come through, let's chop it up for an hour, eat some burgers and fucking make some, you see where I'm going? Yeah, totally. Hack it. You put in the work. It's just like bigger commitment for right now. That's why I'm not going with it. I I love podcasts, being on them, doing them, but like you, the boxing thing's real interesting. Like boxing will never admit it, but UFC did a lot of good for boxing. It really did. 
the contemporary nature of what UFC and Dana White did from a marketing standpoint mm-hmm. created an underbelly. Boxing didn't do it, Heyman didn't do it. Nope, right. like, but the culture's doing it. Yeah. And, and you know, like, you, you understand? Yeah, sure. Like, it's real fun. Like, I really like it. Like, I'm, and I really love boxing, so it makes me happy. So, I think it's just putting in work. Putting in work, you know? In the boxing lane, and then just, you know, it'd be great if he could commentate on UFC, the most knowledgeable boxer that's legit about UFC, but here's the point. If he doesn't know about UFC or fucks with UFC, mm-hmm. punt it. The reason I win is there's a lot of things I know what to do, but I don't go there because it's not authentic. Like I could be much bigger if I penetrated like California vans, skateboard culture. I know exactly how to do it. I know exactly how to have the meetings with them. But I don't like skateboarding that much. Like I like Nigel Sylvester for skateboarding. I like when Casey does it. I like Rodriguez. I like Tony Hart. I like it, but I don't like it. I can't bring up Michael Dokes. You know what I mean? I can't tell you like why Julian Jackson's the best boxer of all time. You know what I mean? In skateboarding. So you need to reverse engineer your thing. Like what else, like what would you say your biggest like interests are? Oh, everything fighting, you know, from UFC, boxing, to kickboxing. Then I, you know, I have a lot of connections with people in the music industry that I've been talking to. So I've been working with a company lately, trying to get like a music theme, trying to get 50 Cent of Buster Rhymes on it, try to, you know, introvert mm-hmm. the hip hop mm-hmm. the, the back into the fight game a little because it's kind of like that. Off you said before in the boxing game, especially in America, it's kind of like kind of like taking a faded step because of the MMA stuff. So I'm trying to like bring some of the rappers back into it that I know. And they're coming. Era. They want to come back. They want to come back. They're following. Like they want it. They like it, but it's not like it was, to your point. No, no. So I think, I think when it's a New York fighter, especially if they have a Mike Tyson, or somebody that's really from a New York brand, everybody will jump on that bandwagon because it's a New York guy. We have just a culture-rich. hundred you know, percent. So that's my thing. So I'm trying to find a way just to get that one big, you know, that one big video to go viral. So can I Can I give you, you're going to love this because yeah. this is going to make so much fucking sense to you, my guy. That's like the person, that's like somebody who thinks they're going to land one big punch or have one big fight. Like all that work you put in the gym. It's not, you're not gonna make that one big video, that one big moment. You gotta put in the work, mm-hmm. seven guys, like, you have no idea when, <laughs> this is what we do, like, right? You got it, like, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. It's like the fighters you beat all the time, they're looking for that one big shot, but you have skill. That's why they're easy for you. You're like, you gotta make sure you don't get hit by that yeah. shot, yeah. but other than that, it's a wrap, right? Correct. Right. That's how I think about your content game and what you're trying to do in culture. You're gonna do it wrong. You're looking for that moment, it's gonna be this, it's not gonna be this, this will be good. People are gonna watch this and you're gonna get some more fans and good shit and we'll, get, we'll try even harder because I want you to win. But the 27 boxing meme accounts, the fucking, you see where I'm going? You gotta, you're gonna either put in the work or you're not. Collaborate, I love the idea of collaborating with the old boxers. Like one of my favorite things in boxing that I grew up with was there was that knee, how old were you? 36. You like, you've always liked boxing? boxing? Yeah, so it's a hair under you, I'm 42, you still probably caught it. There was that era where like the Tysons and the Holyfield, they were starting to mesh with the Foremans and the Ali's and the Frasers, they did like those nights together. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, like that stuff. Nobody's doing that right now, like nobody's reaching out to Riddick Bowe or Dokes or like, you know, that year. Like there's some stuff that I think could be done because finally there's some heavy, the fact that people can name three American heavyweights or at least three non-Eastern Europeans, Joshua's a UK kid, like the fact that they can name you and, and or even or, like if they're even slight, if they're into boxing, the fact that Ortiz, like the fact that you could name black guys, not just European white, like this is a moment. 
There's some, th- there's some underbelly yeah. shit to be done. Yeah, it's interesting because people today don't know. People today don't know who the Beastie Boys are. Like they don't know. know like people from ten years ago, and it's like. Because guess what? When you and I were fourteen, we didn't give a fuck who people fucked with in rock and roll either. Mm-hmm. We're just talking old band talk, you and I mm-hmm. now. Yep. You don't know who the Beastie Boys are? Of course, I'm fourteen. I know who Lil Xan is. I know who Killy is. Do you? Like you know, they don't give a fuck. The same way we didn't give a fuck twenty years ago. Yeah. Lil Xan, fucking this is Tupac. We want to murder him, but like that's just life. That 13-year-old girl in Oklahoma, she wants to get a face tattoo. She doesn't give a fuck about Tupac. I know it hurts, but guess what? Somebody dissed on Elvis, too. <laughs> right? Right? We didn't, right? Like, what, you gave a fuck about Motown like that? Right. But isn't there something, like, those icons, like Elvis, for example, like, there's an underlying respect. Era? There's an underlying respect, but I promise you right now, if we go to Brooklyn right now, they don't have the proper respect for Smokey Robinson. Sure. The end. That's all you're talking about. Well, everything's so fragmented. You can't have that one hit thing. Correct. Get on the Today right. Show now That's right. and sell a That's million right. of something. Modern day PR, right? Here's what I would say. Long tail him. Like, you know, you got to train, you got to stay focused, but like whatever time's available, and clearly, if you guys are talking Anna Kornikova, you're talking my talk. Because now you're thinking about it twice. Like, look, him and I, him, everybody, nobody's going to affect what's going to happen in Square Circle but you. Mm. Right? So like, yeah. to that point, it's smart to think about Anna Kornikova. Some people hear it and they're like, yo, you're gonna get distracted, you didn't even get the belt yet. Mm-mm. Because that's gonna play itself out one way or the other. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like all the other ancillary stuff is exactly right. If you can become culturally relevant, like it's just different. And listen, Floyd and McGregor have shown all the kids the blueprint. There's like culture. It's much more Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. It's Vince McMahon more than it's like what we think, meaning, if you can be the biggest brand, that really matters, man. Like, if, you know, Pernell Whitaker is all time. Sure. But like, you know, he didn't go about it that way, you know? But people became like the, the HBO, was it 24-7? Like the, the lead up to the HBO fights? Mm-hmm. So like, Floyd was discovered by the world when he fought De La Hoya, and they did that lead up show on HBO. People became emotionally attached Brother, to him the same way, as a boxer. The, way, the, the same way that the same way that Vince McMahon would show you Mr. Perfect six Saturdays in a row before he ever came in, and by the time he railed in, you were so amped. Mm. The fuck do you think I'm doing? The fuck do you think I'm doing? What are you guys doing here? Storytelling. So, you either do it yourself, like you've been doing, I love it, but for the distribution, when you're still at where you're at, you gotta go somewhere else. The problem is everybody thinks you need to go to like, Right, like the biggest thing, breakfast, okay, Gary Vee Breakfast Club, hot one, like it all makes sense, but before you get to that, just do a bunch of little, I'll do little ones right now. I was doing a little podcast yesterday, the timing got broke down, I was looking at it, I was like, one part of my brain's like, what the fuck are you doing this thing that nine people are gonna listen to? And the other part was like, this is exactly why you're beating everybody. While everybody's spending 80 hours trying to figure out the plan of how to get on the six things, you're just doing. Staying active, right? Just say yes. Yep. Makes sense, right? Like, hit, like, you know, hit up a bunch of Twitch kids who, and play fucking Ring King. Totally. Him on Ring King? No. Do you even know what? You're too young. You yeah, don't. Yeah. Cousin just told me about Ring King is an NES boxing game. Mike Tyson's Punch Out is all time. Like that was like. 
was the greatest fucking thing that ever happened to me. Nobody loved Mike Tyson more than me because I discovered him before he went mainstream and everybody in school thought I was the coolest because he became fucking Mike Tyson. I've been talking about this dude, Michael Tyson, because I used to really watch ESPN and ABC worldwide, you know? Mm. I didn't have to wait for HBO. Um, Ring King was the game, the real boxing game of Nintendo. On Twitch, everybody's playing Fortnite and like League of Legends and all this new shit. You probably, your cousin told you because fucking Drake went on with Ninja. It finally became cultural. But the real fucking jam, like the real jam for authenticity is, uh, is uh, playing old school games. Like you fucking with people on Twitch, playing Ring King for Nintendo would be viral as fuck. And that would be your jam. People, like you get other friends, oh, these hip hop, okay cool, you get Busta Rhymes. Cool. have to do that now. It's smart, it's right? Scary. You love it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do it with you first. I'm gonna set up a Twitch studio outside my office so you guys will come through and we'll play and it will go. Yeah, and it's a, you got, it's a great game. You'll love it because it's actually like Tyson's Punch Out, you know, it's one, one person and you're doing this way. This was literally, you move the, like you could really do shit. I loved it because I love boxing so much and like you actually can have like good strategy. It's not like a bullshit game. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if, you, if you're better at boxing, you're better at ring king than the other person. Because you, you could do little angles, it was cool. Awesome. Ring King's a jam. I'm about to tweet, nobody can beat me at Ring King. See what <laughs> happens. Um, so you see where I'm going, man? Yep. Like, to your point, and you obviously are paying attention, I remember that, like, modern day PR, the same move that you've made and why you'll win from PR to what you're doing, which actually means something, I'm like saying, go even more long tail. Yep. Yeah. So what are some of the, like, the, some of the fine print you guys use in your, 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 your manual that you do with some of your athletes? So the, to be very honest, the thing we're doing right now on the Vayner Sports side that's really winning is honestly on some real shit. We're building up their profiles proper. We're setting up their Shopify stores for real. Like you can go, Josh Jackson's not even in the league yet. You know, right? Isaac Yindam, not even in the league yet. But they're fucking .com right now where you can buy the hoodie and the hat and this is so on point like they're a fucking superstar. So I'm kind of big in the game. And there's still value provided for everyone. Correct. Everybody wins. Except Correct. you, but you're playing the long It's like game. a 70 year, you know, the cliche, oh, that 70 year old man with that 20 year old hot girl. That's a value exchange. Totally. Mm-hmm. You can't judge people for what they yeah. want in life. Nope. Not here to judge, nope. right? Let me, my main thing is this, is this, you know, just make noise, man, in this noisy world. You know what I mean? Boxing is like such a wild, wild west till at this point, it's like, they can say you're getting a fine print, a blueprint now, and having a manual. There's something to follow about. Because, you know, of course, you're focusing on fighting and so so strict already mentally and just physically. It's like, it's like I want to have, you know, build that foundation and team. You know that works for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense. Having a group of guys around me that, that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, that can invest. You know, like, we're investing in each other because the more I make it, of course, the more you make it. Of course. Because I believe that they know the message that I'm going to How long have you guys known each other? Five or six years. Nice, nice long time. Yeah. How'd you guys get first connected? He was training at a jiu-jitsu gym that I was training at, Enzo Gracie's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, that fucking UFC that I used to watch back in those days, uh-huh. that was some different shit. Yeah. He's a special guy, Enzo Gracie. Very. Very special dude. Very, very, very. Uh, but he was training for MMA because he thought does he get enough? Does he get enough respect? He does. Good. In good. our world, he's a, That's what he's I mean. a god. Yeah, good, yeah. good. And he deserves it because he's a, a hundred thousand percent amazing human. That's what I know of yeah. from a couple of people. That yeah. it's cool. Yeah, man. Listen, it's about it's about getting the right person or two. Look, I think you're in a sweet spot. Here's what I know. Inevitably, 
there's 17 kids running around right now outside who really know who you are because they love boxing. There's no other reason, right? Who understand what he knows and what I, like, you just gotta build the right team of people that are hungry and understand. But I do think it's about Instagram, my guy. I really do. I think it's a deep Instagram strategy. I think you, sh- I, you have to, listen, you have to show up on those boxing highlight clips. I'm telling you it's gonna work. You don't wanna be at the mercy of who's gonna fight you. Or whatever the fucking highlights are. You only have so many. Even Mike Tyson only has so many, right? You need to be about you. And you don't need to be calling out people and this and that. It needs to be about the ring king shit, the other interests, your opinion on if fucking, you know, just culture, right? Like, you need to social commentate. You know, like you should document just on the phone the first time you play Twitch. Just like everything, just people need to get to know you. What's your favorite fruit? What's your favorite, like, what's your favorite candy? Sour chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So man, people need to know. So what do we do? Like, let's go right here. Like, go to fucking bodega and fucking pick it up. And if you know, you don't have to be you, honestly. You don't have to be charismatic and beautiful. You have to document. Anna Kournikov was beautiful. All us creepers were just looking at her pictures on the internet. That's why we liked it. Like, some people are charismatic as fuck. The Macho Man is just charismatic. He was just charismatic, right? Some people overthink it. Like, I don't know what happens when the camera goes on you, like, in that way. I know, I've seen your post interviews, but like, you know what I mean? Here's the good news, it doesn't matter. The part that matters is you love Sour Patch, you know? That makes a connection. That's my favorite candy, too. Hashtag the candy, somebody, like, one step, you know? I, I don't know if you know this, this is crazy. I don't know if you know this, but I have like a, I have an indentation in my head here, a little bald spot. It's not, it, like, my hair covers it. But Mike Tyson had that too. I don't know if you remember old Mike Tyson pictures. He had that little like bald spot up here, like back in 86, 87. Anyway. Right. I thought that was like a, like a style, like a it, slit. It, it, no, he had the slit, but he has a little indentation. Okay. That was why I loved Mike Tyson. Huh. You just relate into that Understand? Part. Want more fans? Give them reasons to be your fan. What's the corniest thing you love? <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking question. You know what I mean? Like, do you love Madonna? Do you like a soap opera? Like, do you like, you see where I'm going? Walking Dead is probably the corniest thing I like. What's that? Walking Dead. You need to fucking tweet, you need to sit down, watch an episode, and tweet 20 things about it. It will change your world. To reach out and connect. Right? Everybody's obsessed with the boxer who punches at different angles that we've ever seen before. That's how I think about it. What? Some guys from around the way be like, what the fuck? Who gives a fuck? I'll take 10 new fans and my boys razzing me. Because they're still my boys. They're gonna find out anyway. (laughs) See where I'm going? You're staying in a lane and I'm trying to expand your lane. And that's all right, except if you don't fuck with comic book culture, then you're just full of shit. Shit, correct. You know? Like, you can add your two cents on Black Panther because you might say, listen, that for me as a black man, like, means something. Like, fuck, that's crazy. Walking Dead people go to Comic Con, too. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Thank you. You are? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's my shit. (laughs) (laughs) My guy, I'm telling you, if you tweet it out like the Blue Power Ranger is the one, that will spark a whole thing. 
And then this is how it works, and you're gonna love this. Okay, maybe you put it out, maybe you don't, like two minutes. That's the one. Next thing you know, in two fights, you come out in a Power Ranger fucking outfit to the, that's when the inside baseball shit happens, that's when it's feeding yourself, you see where I'm going? And it's authentic. You're not fronting. This fight we coming out to a Black Panther suit. Get a whole <laughs> Black Panther suit, the hammer, the whole nine. And we get the movies big, so. But that's you riding something versus it being your own wave. Mm. Power Rangers is big as fuck. Always has been. And always will be. And the recall's the greatest. Michael Dokes makes you smirk. Got it? The recall. There's nobody talking about Michael Dokes right now. No. You know? That's it. Got it? Got it, got it, got it. And listen, you guys can hit me up anytime. Ad hoc, we can do this again. I'm really rooting for you, Chan. I'm super excited about you, man. I was, I've been really, I'm really, I was literally just sitting in front of you, I'm like, wow. I always think about like what would happen, you know, now that what's happening with me, in culture specifically, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just like, you know, the people you watch documentaries of, I'm like, oh, I'm that guy, you know? And so like, you were sitting here and I was like, wow, if I was just doing this in, in 84, that would have been Mike Tyson. You know, it's yep, cool. Yep, That's why yep. these documentations gonna be yeah. fun, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll get you some tickets to the fight. Yeah, I will come through. Yeah? Yeah, yeah cool. I will come, I, I, like, obviously, I tra- exactly. If I'm in time, yeah. I will be there and I will be fucking, awesome. I'll be, I'm, I'll be there. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.